Welcome to another episode of Ordinary People, Voices Unheard. Today, I have Dasha here, who is living in the United States now, but has family that's still living back in Ukraine. And she's going to talk a little bit about what that's like to have family living in a, in a war zone. Why don't you just tell me, like, what, what are you passionate about in life? What makes you excited in life? <laughs> what makes me excited in life? Well... I guess uh, the completion of the projects, whatever they are, okay. <laughs> planning of things. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's, you know, like if it's raising children, that's, yeah. you know, figuring out the path for my son, you know, what, you know, he should be doing and helping him achieve his goals. And, you know, for me personally, it's, uh, I'm just driven by, you know, different, I mean, I have, you know, obviously the massage. Yeah, you know, like going to massage school, you know, learning about human body and like how the muscles work. It's you know all the techniques you can you can use to make one you know feel better, make the body feel better. That's one passion of mine. The second one is you know I'm a general contractor, so I like to um, transform places, you know, into something beautiful. So I like to see you know when I see a place and I can envision how I can change it to make it more, you know, more sophisticated. Learning about the other person's style, you know, the family style and what they prefer and, you know, coming up with some kind of vision of, you know, what we can create with this space to improve the quality of their life, basically. Okay, that's great. Houses. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so, you for sharing that. Mm. So tell me, where were you born, Dasha? I was born in Ukraine. And when did you come to the United States? Uh, well, I, I was 22, so that was about okay. 17, 18 years ago. Okay. You still have a sister back there, is that right? Uh, my cousin, but I don't cousin. have a sister okay. or brother, so okay. she's the closest one I have. Okay. You know, Russians okay. tend to have smaller families. Okay. So my parents only had me, and you know, she's my, she's my cousin, so she's the closest one. She's like my sister. Okay. And what are you hearing from her these days? You're teaching you're in contact with her. Yeah, I'm in contact with her. So, you know, luckily she doesn't, she lives um, in the area that is further from the, from the front world line. Front, front line. Okay. So she's kind of closer to Kiev, but not near Kiev. She's probably about like two hour drive from Kiev. Okay. But she feels the war every day. They have sirens going all the time, you know, they, Right, I don't know. Everybody's so used to it right now that they don't even react. They used when it was just starting, they would yeah. you know pay their stuff and they would try to go to the nearest uh, shelter. Shelter, but they don't really have good shelter system there. Okay, they, they don't. So if, if they go on the ground, it's really not gonna be like any better. You know, it's not yeah. it's not a real shelter. Okay. So it's just a basement. It's just just like the basement in the house, and it's it's not clean warm place and you know the war started during the winter and it was terrible when they you know had to do it so they what they would do they live in a five-story building so they would go into their bathroom and she has three kids 
two cats, husband, so they would all get into one bathroom and they would hang out there while, you know, the sirens are going on. You can imagine how uncomfortable that is. Yeah. My, my, co my cousin had uh, surgery on her, um, uh, a knee surgery. Okay. And at that time, you know, she was on crutches on the fifth floor, you know, trying to go like up and down. Okay. If she had to go to shelter, it was just almost impossible, <laughs> like almost yeah. impossible for her. Upstairs, okay. there is uh, her ex-mother-in-law lives upstairs. Uh, she doesn't, she, her leg got amputated about two years ago. So she also, you know, like it was, it's still, you know, only moves around the house. So it's, you know, for many people, like when there is sirens going, yes, you get the warning, but what are you gonna do about it? You know, especially if it happens every other, like every day, you know, there was some month, for month it was going basically almost every day. So they eventually, sometimes the bomb would hit something close by, but usually because they are not living in the area that is like highly targeted. Uh -huh. uh, they know that the, the, the rockets are going elsewhere. Yeah. So, but, you know, the Ukrainian um, anti, how is it called, like the system that... Uh, the anti-aircraft, anti-rocket anti system, uh, yeah, defense anti system. Defense system, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. the defense system, so but the defense systems are working, and when defense right. systems are blowing up, the rockets go into whatever the target is, you right. know, the, uh, the pieces are falling all over, and those pieces actually kill a lot of people and damage uh, a lot. Okay. Also, not okay. just the rockets that are going. Russia claims that they're not, you know, targeting residential areas. Yeah. With that said, you know, my aunt's friend got killed in a, a shopping mall. Oh, yeah. Because nearby, yeah. there was a small plant that it was not even working for years, you know, and they yeah, identified yeah. it as a military object. Okay. And right next to it, it like it, it, it was like a shoe plant or something like that. Uh -huh. So not not anything like seriously connected to any kind of military support. Right. But there was um, nearby a nearby mall, and yeah. there was a very busy mall. And then okay. the malls too. At that time, you know, they that when the sirens were going, they would initially make people leave the malls. Uh -huh. and they shut down but when it was going for a month you know you have yeah. to do business you have to leave somehow right. and it was kind of like up to them whether they want to close or not and they didn't close the racket got into the mall and killed you know a bunch of people so my cousin my, basically my aunt's friend was in the mall and she was only like 38. well so civilians are are dying yeah civilians are dying yeah this is this is very real and you don't my other friend was just telling me a story the husband uh, he had to leave, has a, uh, like a trucker uh -huh. job, so he, truck driver, truck driver. Mm -hmm. so he's a truck mm -hmm. driver and he, you know, his wife and his daughter, he came to state, he is uh, in a city called Krivoy Rog, okay. which is, you know, it's, it's closer to the front line, you know, it's getting closer and closer, so they get more, uh, they get more attacks, yeah. so basically, you know, he was with his family, everything was great, he left the town, 5 a.m. he gets the call that his wife and his daughter dead. Oh, really? It got hit, yeah. So oh, wow. It, it, huh. it, it was a typical, you know, nine-story apartment building. Yeah. If you've been to Poland, you've seen them. Yeah. You know, they're very typical in yeah. former USSR. Right. So, yeah, it just hit their, their, their spot. That's it. You know, the apartment and a few others around overnight. No siren. Yeah. I mean, even if there are sirens, yes. you know, people yeah. like it's not realistic to run and pack everything 
you know, when there is like a siren playing. And if you live close to the front line, yeah. you don't have time for that. At yeah, all. I mean, especially in the middle of the night, you know, what are yeah. you going to do? You know, every time yeah. get up and run somewhere, it's very right. difficult to, right. to do that. Yeah. Do you do you worry for your cousin's safety at all? And how do you feel? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, now, <laughs> initially, I was very pushing of yeah. her to move here, you know, to come here. Yeah. When the war started out. When the war started, yeah. But, you know, she was, because, because she had surgery and she wasn't, you know, like, she had to have follow-up appointments with the doctors and just due to her health, she couldn't leave then, you know. But now, you know, later, now she could move, but then, you know, she had her husband, like she would have to leave him behind. She doesn't want to leave him behind. It's just very difficult. It's complicated. Not, it's complicated. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, even if she would, you know, want the best for her children, she chooses to stay. Yeah. You know, she's young and you know she's massage therapist actually. Back oh, okay. Then. Also massage therapist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's getting like All a right. secondary degree now for rehabilitation, but yeah, she is actually okay. a massage therapist. Yeah. Now you have you said your parents are in Russia, is that right? Yeah, my parents are in Russia. <laughs> so how is that for you having family on both sides of the border? How does that affect you? It's it affects me <laughs> more so that I can't I can't bring my parents here, uh-huh. so they can't get visa anymore. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they live they live in Ukraine, in Russia. Right. So they can't mm-hmm. openly speak their real feelings. Yeah. Because if you do, you go to jail. Right. And then it's true. Mm-hmm. My dad works in a government, um, you know, academy, yeah. so he cannot be openly talking, mm-hmm. you know, his thoughts. He really can't. Not only he will lose his job, but he will be prosecuted. And it's it's uh, the reality. It's not, yeah, yeah. you know, it happened to other people. Yeah. So we know what's going to happen. So he had like some threats, you know, going his way, yeah. knowing that, you know, he's Ukrainian. So he can't, you know, he can, he can choose to not say anything, yeah. but even, but sometimes they are forced to yeah. say things you know like mm-hmm. and I, I have some friends who work on a, a Russian TV mm-hmm. and the you know the day when the war started they had a big you know they called every all the stuff yeah. um, in a secret you know conversation basically they called mm-hmm. everyone up and say okay listen you can't have an opinion this is what we're saying on the TV this is the only thing you can say and if you disagree you can just leave right now mm-hmm. no matter how great wow. you are and you that's why you see so many Russian stars, you know, like popular TV uh, hosts and, you know, leave, uh, they left. They're no longer in Russia. They're all uh, over the world, you know, some in Israel dealing with the war now there, yeah. you know, so some, like, wherever they could go, you right. know, really, wherever right. they could go. But there's so many people who just, they against, uh, and those that could leave, you know, and speak up, they did, you know, yeah. others, you know, they can, they stay. So my parents can get the visa. I can't bring them here. You know, so that's that's problematic. Like the, the only way for me to see them, like I have to go there, but do I want to go there? Right, being an American exactly. citizen, sure. you know, my son doesn't have Russian citizenship, so I can't bring my kid there. Right. So it's it's just it separates the families. It really does. Yeah. So it's just the only way we can you know just talking to each other online and even meeting in Europe is not. There's only handful of countries where you can meet, but you, Ukrainians. They can't go anywhere. I mean, unless you drive out, yeah. you can drive. My cousin actually drove to meet me in Turkey this uh, summer oh, okay. with her children. Okay. But she had to take a bus for three days. Wow. It's an hour flight. Wow. One hour flight. Yeah, there is no, yeah. you know, there's there's no, no plane. Right. Exactly. There is no plane. Right. So you're stuck. Yeah. You only take the train out or you can take a bus out. That's yeah. the only way yeah, to get out. Yeah, that's the only way. Yeah, that's right. the only way. Yeah. Right. So it yeah. makes everything complicated, difficult. Yeah. 
you know, kids there, I feel so bad for my little, you know, nephews and nieces because, uh, you know, they're, they're not growing up in, an, in a decent reality that, you know, we all used to. They can't, you know, come, come visit me easily, yeah. you know. Even, like, the schools are closed. Remember how it was for us during COVID, you know, yes. when the schools were closed? Well, yeah. now multiply it by three years. Okay. You know, because COVID kind of went into a war. Right. Schools were closed. They did open the schools this year. Okay. On rotation. So okay. it's not like full time, but somewhat. And not in all the cities, but she's just, I mean, lucky. So sort of lucky, right? Because she lives, right. you know, further away from the front line. In their city, they have oil plant. Okay. So that oil plant gets bombed all the time. This is your cousin's city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have an oil plant. But they already, you know, they, they already destroyed everything they could. <laughs> so, but they still keep coming all over. She has a, a dam near her house, and if yeah. this dam going to get destroyed, then it's going to yeah. flood the whole, like, half the town. So we are worried about that. But hopefully it's not going to get there. So do you think this war is going to last a long time or do you think uh, people are fed up and tired and it's, they're going to quit? And what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I think especially now, you know, yeah. with Israel and yeah. Hamas, you know, that yeah. being like the new kind of like hot yes. spot on the planet, sure. you know, and yeah. attention is being shifted there. Yes. So is support. Of yes. the United States. So Ukraine is a very small country mm-hmm. with very limited resources. Mm-hmm. Now the resources are being pulled from other yeah. from to Israel as well. You yeah. know, they need support, understandable. Can the United States help everybody hundred percent? Probably not. They're gonna choose. So I mean from what I mean I read the news all the time. It's mm-hmm. ine- you know, inevitable like I wake up, I read the news just to make sure that the cities where my family's Family is is okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I get I get those uh, uh, news feeds all the time. So what I see is that Germany and the U.S. are going to kind of provide just enough weapons and support to kind of keep things where they're right now and push yeah. Zelensky to negotiate with Putin, even though he doesn't want to. Of yeah. course, he doesn't want to, sure. you know, because it's you know already so many people died. You know, it's yeah. his pride, it's his country, it's freedom. But I feel like. At this point, he kind of will have no choice but like have to negotiate. Bigger countries are like pushing him to do so. I think with negoti- I don't think negotiations will completely like stop the war, but I think it will be like some sort of like a ceasefire, ceasefire for yeah. some time. Okay. You know that it will like settle a little bit. Yeah. But then you know when the time is better, Ukraine is gonna try to get up and you know go back once they have enough support. Right. I think that's what's gonna happen, and I think this is. I mean, I wish they could negotiate earlier, to be honest. Just, I mean, as much as Putin is wrong by attacking, yes. starting this war, he's right. def- like, he, like, this is wrong. He broke his agreement. He pros- bro- yes. broke the promise, you right. know. He shouldn't have attacked. But at the same time, it's not worth all this debt. It's yeah. not worth it. Like, yeah. so many thousands of people died on both sides, in yeah. Russia too, yeah. you know? I, I talked to my friends in Russia, and they're like, oh, well, half of them are shipped to the front to the fight. Front line, yeah. And it's not like they have a choice. They don't, you know? This is not what they chose. They just couldn't mm-hmm. escape. And they're just being sent there, and they don't, they don't want to kill those people. They don't. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, norm, they're, they're normal people, but because, you know, they're forced to fight. If you go back, like, you, you're going to get killed. 
like or you're gonna go to prison which is you know they don't really want to you know put people to prison because they don't want to spend you know money of the government to support prisoners who don't want to fight for the country it's a bad 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 situation for both countries and and they just need to come up to some sort of agreement and you know and i, I hope that happens sooner than later I yeah just, it's tragic that leaders start these wars and ordinary people suffer the consequences exactly so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all the ordinary people who are paying the price, you know. Paying the price. Their lives. Yeah. yeah. Their blood. Yeah, their blood. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience about this uh, conflict? Well, it's just, uh, I, I think that, you know, depending who you talk to, mm-hmm. there's so much hate towards Russia mm-hmm. that I'm feeling. Yeah. Now, when people ask me, like, oh, where are you from? Yeah. Even though I was born in Ukraine, and I literally, like, yeah. my, my dad was in the military, yeah. right? It was the same country, USSR. Yeah. My dad, you know, my dad and my mom both are from Ukraine. Yeah. And I was born in Ukraine because, you know, there was a better hospitals there for mm. the delivery and stuff. And then, you know, as soon as I was born, yeah. I was yeah. old enough to get on the plane. They took yeah. me back. So I grew up in Moscow and St. Petersburg, you know, so, and I spent every summer in Ukraine. So it's, I don't, it, these are the same people. These mm. are the same people. Don't yeah. put the blame of the government on, on, a, on a person because just because they're Russian, mm-hmm. you know, it's not kind of hurt, hurts my feelings. I understand mm-hmm. they, they hate it, but even yeah. close friends, there are some that are just like, just they just hate Russians now mm-hmm. and you just it, it, you know we, I, I can't even talk to them anymore yeah so it ruins the relationship relationship you yeah. know with friends even within family mm-hmm. you know like my dad being in his position yeah he kind of like preaches kind of like what Putin is preaching yeah does he believe it with all his heart yeah. yeah I don't know you know but he can't really he can't say anything otherwise otherwise he is risking basically not just his career but his freedom and Thrown to the gulag. Yeah, <laughs> thrown to the gulag. Yeah, yeah. so his, yeah. his uh, normal life will be over. I guess, you know, my call is just, you know, for peace and understanding that, you know, between people, we don't, they don't want to hurt one another. You know, it's like brothers, like seriously, yeah. it's the same, same people, see very similar culture. Yeah. And Russian Russians respect Ukrainian culture. Sure. They really do. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they talk highly about it. Yes. You yes. know, it's just, they feel like, oh, this is, you know, this is the treat to Ukraine is like, oh, this is, this is, they're just like us. They need yeah. protection. Yes. There is Russian propaganda that yeah. says, you know, all this, you know, stuff that is not true which is russians believe because that's what they see on the media mm-hmm. but there is no hate between people just, so that would be my only thing is that right, don't don't right. label the person as russian it doesn't mean that they support all this horror that is going on yeah. in well thank you very much for sharing today and that'll be it die. oh my god please help help Understand each other. Be. Make we give each other love. Make people respect each other. Rest. Who respect each other. Chop. Who respect each other. Be. Who respect each other. Waka. Who respect each other. Play. Who respect each other. Roll. Who respect each other. Dance. Who respect each other. Free. Music by King Brett Obafunke.